Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Tanya. Hey, Kat. <laughs> I thought you were frozen there a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just holding my breath. How's wow. it going? It's going good. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm all about mudras. I was talking to one of my instructors today and she said, remember when you used to teach us all about mudras and you went into depth about all these? And I said, you know what? We're recording mudras and the chakras today. And she goes, make sure you let me know when that episode airs because I have to listen to that. So nice. I, I love some mudras. Nice. I love that too. I actually am. I think my new kick mm-hmm. is Qigong. And so we need to do an episode on Qigong. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know a lot about Qigong, so I'm all about it. Anything? Yeah. 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 So So, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Anyway, but mudras, the only reason I bring up both of them is uh, you and I were talking about the Ayurveda weekend that I'm doing this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I've sculpted a couple classes and they involve both mudras and Qigong in both of them because we're talking about balancing energy and chi and ki and all the good stuff. So Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, cool. Well, I'm sure most of our listeners know what mudras are. And I always just tell people they're kind of hand yoga. You know, they're hand gestures for the most part. I mean, there are some, like there are some that are eye gestures, uh, but I use mudras in all of my yoga classes and I would bet most all teachers do. And that mudras just kind of feel natural because we as humans use our hands all the time. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll shake our fists at someone for a mad, we'll go, peace out, man. We'll, you know, hold our hands over our heart. So we throw our hands up in anger. We, we throw our hands around all the time to express our emotions and so it's it's natural and I think that's one reason I like it you know we wave by I mean it's one of the first thing kids learn to do is you know wave their hands goodbye so there's so many ways that we naturally do mudras that it would make perfect sense that um, you know we use mudras you know with yoga especially when we are trying to really work on the chakras yeah for sure and you know if we think about the science behind mudras Mm -hmm. and the intelligence on why they work is you know I think in sort of the newer technology of science and intelligence, we refer to reflexology. And when we refer to reflexology, we're referring to reflexology in both the feet and the hands. Mm -hmm. So as even though I'm sure 5,000 years ago when mudras were part of the initial learning of yoga, they didn't have words to be like, oh, well, when you press your pointer to the pad of your thumb, that you're actually pressing on your, you know, appropriate organ that's in that location, right? Like they weren't putting that words to, you know, that scientific language to the hand mudra, Mm -hmm. but they knew it was affecting the body. And so they knew that there was something happening by Mm -hmm. doing it. And now we get to know the lovely science behind it. Plus, you know, 
mudras are really great in general for for all things like if you take time in your you know meditation or your day to simply take your hands and rest them on yourself it's very grounding we mm -hmm. know that there is a direct connection between our hands and our mood our mm -hmm. physiology our central nervous system and so using them you know intelligently is great and so i think it's fun that we're going to give a little roadmap on how to use <laughs> balance With the, the chakras exactly yeah so do we want to start at the root and work our way up i think that's a good place to start well and you know for the, our listeners tanya and i did not go over which mudras we were going to each talk about so i was thinking wouldn't it be fun if we have different ones i hope we don't have the same i know but for the root chakra i chose the surya mudra and on the surya mudra you take the ring finger and you bring it to the base of your thumb and then you put your thumb on top of it and you hold that ring finger down and this is a very grounding mudra and it's one that I use whenever I'm doing a grounding practice. I love that. And I did not actually. I chose Prithivi Mudra. Mm -hmm. And the reason I chose Prithivi Mudra is because it is actually the Earth Mudra. Mm -hmm. And the Earth Mudra, like uh, you think about us being grounded and similar to yours, because you know that the ring finger is our Earth element. Mm -hmm. But in Prathivi Mudra, we're simply bringing the tip of the thumb together with the tip of the ring finger and extending the other fingers. Mm -hmm. right? So they're both very similar and they both involve the earth finger, which mm -hmm. I love that. And so if anybody is questioning what we mean about the earth finger, you can Google the elements in the fingers mm -hmm. and you'll get a little like looks like a turkey hand and it'll show you the elements in the mm -hmm. fingers. And so just so that we can share the pink pinky finger is the water element. The ring finger is the earth element. The middle finger is the ether element. The pointer finger is the air element. And the thumb is fire. Mm -hmm. So when we bring fire and earth together, it's very grounding. Mm -hmm. We're igniting the earth within us. There are a couple other ones. There's actually a mudra called Muladhara Mudra. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if it is a conventional mudra, but because it is listed as muladhara, which when we talk about the root chakra, what we're talking about is muladhara. Take and link all of your fingers together like you're in prayer hands with your fingers laced, but you release the two ring fingers to come to a steeple with the two ring fingers. Mm -hmm. Muladhara mudra, and you're bringing your right hemisphere earth and your left hemisphere earth together. Mm. Very cool. Yep. Since I had hand surgery, mine don't work very well. I can't oh, get that pinky finger to go down. I, see that. I know that. it won't go down. It's like you have like a double jointedness right there. Like your tendon is not lining up. I know. Isn't that crazy? Well, one thing when I... <laughs> I would come and press it down for you. <laughs> I know. It, that's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to have something else to work on. But when I use mudras in any of the practices, a lot of times I'll start my class with people holding that mudra just to kind of cement whatever mudra and whatever chakra we may be working on, or even if we're not working on a chakra. But I'll start the class with that with some breath work. And then usually I'll try to insert it within the class.
class, the timer too. And then we usually finish holding it with a meditation at the end. How do you use it? I love that. Well, so I've done it that way, you Mm -hmm. know, where we start with a mudra and we end with the same mudra. I've also done it where I've laced mudras throughout. And Mm -hmm. when I do that, I usually pick specific poses. It's not during a flow class. So I think Mm -hmm. during a flow class, it's really lovely to have a mudra at the beginning and a mudra at the end with your flow in the middle. Mm -hmm. When I'm like doing a like a meditation or a mudra infused class, I tend to keep it more like static holds. And then we apply a mudra to, you know, maybe three or four of the peak poses. And Mm -hmm. so then you can infuse different ones. I think Mm -hmm. now that we've done this, I feel like, oh, I'm going to gravitate towards doing a chakra class and add mudras, right? I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) Well, heck yeah. If we've done all this research, why not? I know. Starting at the root helps you create that foundation too for a class. So if you do decide to do uh, a chakra class, of course, we would start in the root and work up and help kind of get everything lined back up. Realigned. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. let's move on to the sacral chakra, the second chakra. What did you choose? You know, I chose the uh, lotus mudra and this one is generally associated more with the crown chakra but i like to use it for the sacral chakra because it's a symbol of openness and it can help you focus on decluttering your mind and releasing unnecessary baggage and it often helps with our self-worth and our confidence so I chose that one. And to do this one, if you start with your uh, your hands in prayer hands and then open your hands out, leaving your pinky finger and your thumbs touching and just letting your other fingers kind of flower out. Now, I when I teach it, I either hold it right at my chest, I guess, or above my head, either one. I generally, I guess, if I'm using it with sacral, I generally hold it a little bit lower. Lovely. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, so the first one that I chose was a Varun Mudra, mm-hmm. which is the mudra again for water, mm-hmm. which is associated to our second chakra. It is the element of our second chakra. And Varun mudra is bringing the thumb and the pinky to touch because remember the pinky is our water element. But while doing so, you're really trying to bring the whole pad of the, we'll say lowest part of the digit together. So it's not tip to tip in this case. It's mm-hmm. literally pressing like the base of the or the the full digit of the thumb to the full digit of the pinky as much as is available to mm-hmm. your dexterity, right? Mm-hmm. So that's Varun Mudra. And then the second one I chose is Shakti Mudra. Mm-hmm. And Shakti Mudra is where you bring these fingers together and leave the pinky and the ring finger. So it's like you made little owl glasses with mm-hmm. your your thumb, your pointer, mm-hmm. and your middle finger. And then you make a steeple between your two pinkies and your two ring fingers. Mm-hmm. Shakti mudra. And Shakti, because Shakti is, you know, earth mother, and that comes from the womb, the second chakra. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. You know, the other one that I use for sacral chakra is the Dhyana mudra. And I like that for the sacral chakra because you're, you're setting your left hand, and you can do either hand, but I generally put left hand down first with the palm facing up and then the right hand setting on top of it. And when you're in a seated meditation position, your hands are right at the sacred.
sacral chakra. Yeah, so it is I perfect. Do, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I do like that one. The suggestion is left hand on top if we want to increase feminine energy in the body mm -hmm. and right hand on top if we want to increase masculine energy in the body. Mm -hmm. So cool. emotional side versus action side or... You know, I think I remember you talking about that and I just did not commit it to memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to number three, the third chakra, the solar plexus, the center of our power, our empowerment, our ego, our self-worth. What did you choose? I chose one of my favorite, the Hakini Mudra. Mm. And I really like this mudra a lot. This one, if you started in prayer hands and you just lift the heel of your hands out, so your fingertips are touching and you're just, and this is one that I used all the time before I even knew it was a mudra. When I was in grad school, I would sit and study like this and it does help with memory and with concentration, but it also can help with self-esteem, with helping with insight into yourself, with your will, with your discipline. So I like that one a lot for the solar plexus. I love that. So one of them I chose was actually Surya, which is also mm -hmm. sometimes called Agni, the same one you chose for number one. Mm -hmm. And I chose it for <clears throat> number three because it is about the fire element. And we know that our Agni rests in the third chakra. But the other one that I chose was Apana Mudra, mm -hmm. which is all about digestion. And that mm -hmm. all happens in the, the third chakra. And Apana Mudra is when you bring the thumb, the ring, and the middle finger together. So it's like building the little shadow animals, mm -hmm. right? Like that's what it reminds me of. I'm like, oh, look at my little puppy, right? And you know, the Apana Mudra is also called the weight loss mudra. Yeah, because it's all about <laughs> digestion and increasing metabolism in the body. And it's all about building that Agni and that fire. Mm -hmm. The other mudra that I chose is called Kali Mudra. Uh -huh. And this mudra is actually what's called Fierce Mudra which is perfect for driving that heat and fire in the belly. Mm -hmm. And Kali Mudra is like steeple mudra, but the importance of Kali Mudra is that when you cross or lace the thumbs, you're actually trying to bring the pads of the thumbs to press into the web of the opposite hand. So it's not like just laying your fingers there. You're literally activating your thumbs to press into your hands. Cool, right? Mm -hmm. So by doing this, what you're doing is you're literally pressing into those reflexology points on the sides of the hands that are going to help with the colon, the large intestine, mm -hmm. and the small intestines. Yeah. You know what else that mudra is called? What? The Charlie's Angels mudra. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I love that. We are I, not yeah. dating ourselves. We, we just recently learned about the Charlie's Angels. I know. We did not know about them. <laughs> just saying. Uh, I know. <laughs> All righty, moving on to the heart chakra. Uh, to the heart. To the heart, to the heart. 
So I chose the Anjali Mudra, which is prayer hands. And this one is very often used for the heart chakra. And it's very much a positive feeling mudra. It's one that is, I mean, all peoples use this, all ethnicities, all, I mean, it's just a very common one. It's a, you get a feeling of oneness, a feeling of togetherness, and a feeling of love for yourself and everyone around you when you use this. And I think a lot of it's because we've all grown up doing prayer hands as well, but it does activate the heart and it feels great. And if you practice it regularly, it can help you break through barriers of ego and selflessness and encourage you to love with your whole heart. Oh, I love that. Mm. It is just so perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the mudras that I chose is called Kapitha Mudra. And Kapitha Mudra actually is for heart health, quite Mm -hmm. literally for heart health. And Kapitha Mudra is a bit like American Sign Language where you bring the thumb Mm -hmm. into the fist, but it pops out between the pointer and the middle finger, right? So it almost looks like an American Sign Language. Mm -hmm. And this is for actual physical heart health. So to help with circulation, to help with any sort of heart disease that you might have genetically in your family. The other one that I chose was Padma Mudra, which you already alluded to as Lotus Mudra. And I had a third. I hope that I give it justice when I say it. It's spelled H-R-I-D-A-Y-A. Haridya. Haridya? Haridya? I don't know. (laughs) I don't have enough tongues in my mouth to get that. (laughs) But this mudra is about emotional healing. Mm -hmm. And it is a very lovely mudra. What you do is you curl the pointer finger into your thumb and then you bring the middle and the ring finger together and have the point pointer finger sticking out. And this is all about healing of emotional trauma in the heart space. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. I, I just, my mind just went blank because I do that mudra, but I cannot remember what name I call it by. My mind went blank. I have to think on it. I don't know. I, I don't um, know, but it's a great mudra. I love yeah. that one a lot. I, I do know that I have referenced it before myself and feel like it was a different name. And so again, you know, just like all things, you know, translation and the differences in, in yoga, like there's so many inconsistencies in spelling. There's so many inconsistencies in a lot of the things you go looking for. Like you can line up three books and the mudras aren't spelled the same. They aren't identical. And unfortunately, none of us lived in the era. So we do the best we can trying to Mm -hmm. figure out, you know, meander through the discrepancies. But it is what it is. And I never get real caught up on. And I know I call it a different name because I can't pronounce the name you just tried to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> so it's purely just because I can't say it. So I, I know it's like, name. okay, so, but That's I mean, hilarious. it does have several different names. I wish I could find what I call it, but who knows? Anyway, it's okay. It's, yeah. just, it's irrelevant. So how about moving on to the throat chakra? Okay. So the throat chakra, I chose the Ganesh Mudra, the rem- uh, remover of obstacles. And this one, I really like most everyone has probably 
done this mudra and you take a hand with the palm facing your chest, thumb down, then the other hand comes on top with thumb up and you clasp and you, and it's a very active mudra. You don't just sit there and hang out. It's a very powerful mudra. And so you've got energy moving. And I chose this one because the throat chakra is the center of our communication, our truth. And many people do have trouble speaking their truth, speaking in public. And this mudra kind of gives you a sense of courage and the ability to work around obstacles in your path. It doesn't necessarily remove the obstacles, but it can help you recognize them and maybe use them in a way to either make you stronger or more determined. So I that's why I chose the Ganesh Mudra. I love that. Mm-hmm. I do. I actually had Ganesh on my list too. Oh, did you? <laughs> I did. So the one that I chose then that we'll focus on is called Shank, S-H-A-N-K-H, Shank mm-hmm. Mudra, mm-hmm. which is is in like the English interpretation is the conch shell. So you make Mm -hmm. this mudra by taking your right hand and going completely around your left thumb Mm -hmm. and then taking and bending your own thumb up so that your right thumb touches the fingers of the left. Mm -hmm. And what it looks like is it looks like it makes a little conch shell. Mm -hmm. And that's quite literally the mudra. And what this does is it literally helps you bring your voice out. It's Mm -hmm. about making the sound like blowing into a conch shell and having that beautiful, illustrious, earthy sound come out. Mm -hmm. I love that. Very nice. Very nice. The other one that I chose is called Kichari and don't confuse it with the food Kachari. This is K-H-E-C-H-A-R-I mudra. And this mudra is for your inner voice. Mm-hmm. So oh, not like just, that. yeah, not just <clears throat> about mm-hmm. the voice that comes out, but the voice that you keep talking to yourself in. Mm-hmm. And what this is, is a tongue mudra. Mm-hmm. And this is where we take the tongue to the soft palate in the roof of the mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So moving on to the sixth chakra. Okay. Uh, For the third eye, I chose the Kalasvara mudra. And this one is one of my favorite mudras. You bring your hand, your palms are facing, your ring, uh, middle fingers touch. Then you curl the knuckles of your pointer finger, your ring, and your pinky fingers down. So the knuckles are touching. Then you put your thumbs together going down. And if you look at hand, it kind of makes a little heart. I love that. I love that too. And this one is a very powerful mudra and it can help you make your desires become a reality. And this is one, well, most all of them you want to practice if you really want to make a difference with a lot of the mudras with the exception of maybe the Kabera mudra. But some with most of them you want to practice for about 15 minutes. And, you know, and that's a good way to just sit in meditation with them. But this one, when I first started really practicing mudras, I was teaching at a middle school in the afternoons for the teachers and some of the students would come in. And so this was one of the mudras that I was working on that week, but it has the middle finger straight up. So I did not realize at the time, but all the kids were giggling. So do, do be careful. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, you know how kids are. Yeah, for sure. But this mudra. I did want to say that I love that you referenced the times for mudras. And to your point, most mudras do not have time limits. There are a couple that do only Mm -hmm. because they're trying to dispel, you know, specific things from the body. And you do want to make sure that you're very careful to 
pay attention to the body so that when you know that that has been dispelled, that you don't also dispel good things from the body. So some mm -hmm. some do have time limits. So check yeah. in with them. But this mudra in particular does, it's, it's one that's completely associated with the third eye because it supposedly opens the third eye. It helps improve your memory. It clears conflicting thoughts. It helps to eliminate addictive behavior, which of course is associated with the third eye as well. And it's kind of an overall calming mudra. And then the other, I did have two for this one. The other one I had was the Gaia mudra and it's the mudra of knowledge. And it's also associated with the third eye. I love that. And you know, notice that they're working with the middle finger because that is the ether element, which is what is moving through the third eye. So that's a cool connection. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So the one, the first one that I chose was Garuda, just like Garudasana, as in eagle mudra. And mm -hmm. what you do with this mudra is you take your two hands and you spread your fingers out wide and you interlace the thumbs on opposite fingers and pull your hands apart so it looks like a bird, mm -hmm. right? And this is eagle mudra. And Garuda mudra is all about finding the mystical in life, following your dreams, your intentions, following your intuition. It's about building, increasing actually the vata energy, the creative inspiration, and it helps to energize the yogi. Mm -hmm. I love that. I the, like that one. The second one that I chose is Bhuti Mudra, B-H-U-D-Y. And it is a very simple mudra. It is bringing the thumb and the pinky finger to touch and then extending the, the middle three fingers. And Bhuti Mudra is about building intention as well. Intuition, mm -hmm. intention, dreams. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I have never done booty mudra, but notice this finger won't straighten since I my do. surgery. I know. <laughs> I know. You've I, got all kinds of stuff I going know. on. You need to get your mudra stuff going. I know. I know. It's crazy. It is crazy. All right. So let's move on to the crown chakra. What did you choose for the crown chakra? I chose the mudra of a thousand petals. Oh. And this mudra, you open your palms out, facing out, and you put your thumb and your pinky finger finger together, spread your other fingers, and you generally hold it above your head. It's like star mm -hmm. pose, but for the hands. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I like that one too. So that one's a wonderful one that's associated with the crown chakra often. So if you look up mudra of a thousand petals, you'll see all kinds of info on it. Yeah. Mm. So I had on mine, I had both Surya and Anjali mudra mm -hmm. as in the sun and all of the movement of the body in prayer position, in the divine lotus, in your Hakini Mudra, which brings you into that lovely connected hemisphere space. Mm -hmm. But the one I chose in association with the crown chakra is the one that you always see, like if you see Buddha, if he is not in Dhyana Mudra, his meditation mudra, mm -hmm. you see him in Shuni Mudra, which is mm -hmm. the thumb 
to the middle finger and the pointer finger is actually pointing up and the ring and the middle or the ring and the pinky finger are soft and this and it's usually held with the right hand upright while the left hand is held simply like you're cupping waiting for something to be placed in your cup and this Mm -hmm. mudra is about patience and trust in the divine i love it i love that yeah um yeah my my fingers don't work on that one either I'm going to have some physical therapy with mudras for my fingers. <laughs> this, is, this is a new challenge for you. This is very curious. I know. One thing I found interesting when I was doing some research for this is the chakra meditation book that we use for our 500 hour. It has on page 102, activating your hands. And it's all, it's associated with the minor chakras and it's got a hand chakra meditation for your hands. So I thought if anyone, any of our listeners have this book, you might check that out because I thought that was pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And, you know, I love the term activating your hands because we use this in Reiki all the time. Mm -hmm. Activate your hand chakras, like, right? Activate your Reiki light. Activate Mm -hmm. the intelligence (laughs) of that amazing energy that's within your hands. Mm -hmm. Like, all of us have these really powerful tools, and we know they're powerful because we know that they can be used to both hurt and heal. Um, Very true. I love that. Very true. Our hands are very powerful tools. And so if we can start to harness that and use that energy for good, like why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's lovely. Mudras just make you feel better. Mudras are fun. Mm -hmm. I do love them. (laughs) Get your hand yoga on. (laughs) Get your hand yoga on. Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.